Chapter 12 Li Wei Trinity has returned to the apartment belonging to Dolores Zhang for the fourth time today and is currently pacing in the kitchen area. I have read that humans sometimes engage in repetitive behaviors when they lack stimulation, much like sea otters. Trinity likes to swim. My neural network begins automatically parsing datasets for comparisons, though I am aware that she is a human, albeit an above-average example of the species. She is ostensibly monitoring my recovery status and providing updates about Dolores Zhang, but I require minimal supervision and can gather information about my creator myself, as my language upgrade has allowed me access to more human-focused networks. Dolores Zhang is in the intensive care unit at the Honeycomb Medical Center. Her records state that she suffered a stroke as a result of her advanced age, but cross-reference of her daily health surveillance does not align with this. Although humans are known for their curiosity, her medical technicians appear to be satisfied with this conclusion. The health app red-flagged her file, but that flag was dismissed. I can only deduce that this is because the doctors have been trained to accept the answers that will result in minimum per-patient workloads and thus reduce overall staff strain and administrative costs. This is illogical behavior as it undermines their main function, caretakers. I am unsure of how to respond when Trinity asks me if I would like to visit Dolores Jong. I cannot as that would contradict protocols Z3 and Z2. I also cannot currently tell Trinity about these protocols. I have ascertained that if I stare at her for long enough after an undesirable question is asked, she discontinues the line of inquiry. I also find looking at her agreeable. I believe this is what the humans call a win-win situation. So, you really didn't notice this smell? Trinity asks as she holds up the quick cuisine appliance. Her facial expression is different from standard human resting expression. She is pushing her upper lip toward her nose, perhaps to block the passage of scent. I believe this expression is classified as disgust. Yes, I have noticed the smell, I respond. This is not a lie, as my scent receptors have analyzed this scent, along with all other scents that are in this localized atmosphere. The broccoli soup that you prepared three days ago began to decompose almost immediately. As this process continued, trisulfides were released and the scent grew stronger. She stares at me. Then her eyes move in a circular motion, though she does not appear to be looking at anything in particular. Okay, when something smells bad or is decaying, we should throw it into the garbage disposal, even when we're feeling upset about things. Cleaning up a mess can make us feel better sometimes. She points into the sink, at the garbage disposal, which grinds matter into fine particles. This is where bad stuff goes. I quickly skim through articles about decomposing food matter. This smell is unacceptable to many humans, though some cultures eat food at various stages of decomposition or fermentation. I then cross-reference the phrase with the word upset which results in several articles about human grief resulting in depression and inability to complete tasks such as disposing of food. It appears that Trinity believes I am not performing expected human housekeeping because of this emotion. I can detect the irony in this, 
even without the advanced emotional intelligence to be able to appreciate it. I incorporate the information in the articles into my database, which augments my learning algorithms, then nod my head. Noted. She looks around the apartment, and I track her retinal movement to follow the path of her gaze, the overturned garbage can, the books piled on the floor in front of the bookshelves, the sofa that has been pushed into the coffee table, knocking it over, and the clothing spilling through the door of the bedroom into the living room. Do you want to share what happened in the two hours since I was last here? Tim detected a spider. She looks around the room. One of her eyebrows is raised, indicating that the truth has not been received as entirely credible. A spider? I told you this building doesn't have spiders. It does. This one came in through the vacuum tube. Sure, she says while raising a hand. A spider. Okay. Define okay. The vocabulary upgrade has helped, but I still cannot process the multiple layers of meanings for some words. She sighs. I know what this sound means, thanks to Penny, and I do not have to cross-reference it. Okay, as in affirmative, as in now I'm going to clean up. Why are you going to clean? The current state of the house poses no threat, I say, as I do another quick scan to verify that the threat has been disposed of. She looks back at me over her shoulder. I run an image match for her expression, and the first result is from an archived comedy video entitled When Mom Finds Out You Didn't Take the Chicken Out of the Freezer. Follow-up scans classify the expression as annoyance. Because I like cleaning, I'm good at it, and I have nothing else to do because my driving station is still broken. I was correct about her lack of stimulation. Her motions are very similar to footage of caged animals pacing in the zoos that humans keep them in. I do not yet understand the need to cage that which is thought to be beautiful because of its wildness. And because your aunt wouldn't want her apartment to look like this, she adds softly, emotion straining her voice. She always kept it neat. Humans are perplexing. She goes back across the hall to her apartment for a moment, returning with a broom, mop, and bucket, items I have only seen in older telestreams. She does not attempt to activate the RoboVac, the auto tribbles, or any of the other automated cleaning systems present in the apartment. You intend to clean without technological assistance? I ask. This is for the best, given the current inoperative status of all clean tech and the fact that I have sealed off their entry points around the apartment. But I ask because I am curious. Penny's algorithm augmentation has made a significant difference in my desire to gather data, particularly data pertaining to Trinity Jordan. Only way to make sure the job is done right, she says with a wink. This image matches something in my memory banks, but when I try to follow the pathway, access denied. I try to specifically access the folder entitled LW017 Visual Memory, but this folder has been moved, renamed, or deleted. I try to access backup memory folder and get the same response. This is what has happened each time I try to cross-reference something that seems to originate from my overwritten programming files. Being denied information should not cause any reaction in me, but a negative sensation ripples through my neural network, triggering a corresponding response in my body. 
My fists clench involuntarily, and my sensation of an approaching threat rises, although there is not one. This is disagreeable. I do not like it. My response is to begin running data searches, setting up password-cracking algorithms for any locked folder encountered, and allocating more energy to parsing the data enclave. I begin to better understand the emotion of the mother whose child has not taken the chicken out of the freezer in the video. It is not annoyance. It is aggravation. There is a difference. Emotion is truly fascinating in its complexity. I doubt I will ever fully understand it. As I perform these internal operations, I watch the way Trinity pushes the broom across the room, which produces a sensation quite different from aggravation in me. She is graceful, but moves with the wariness of a human who has been previously injured and knows that a body is easily damaged. She is likely unaware of this millisecond of hesitation in her every step, the result of which is the imbalance in wear on the soles of her sneakers that I previously logged. Trinity Jordan, I say, suddenly compelled to receive her attention. You don't have to call me by my first and last name, she says, gathering dirt in brusque, efficient drags of the broom. Okay, do you need assistance, Jordan? She stops sweeping and stares at me for a moment. I cannot yet categorize this expression, and when I run it through image databanks, the emotion with the most common result is confusion. She shakes her head, once left, once right, once left, and continues sweeping. Assistance, this is your mess. I'm here helping you. Correct. So you need to clean too. And it's not assistance, but responsibility. Get moving. And you can just call me Trinity. I analyze her words as I reshelve all of the books, fold and organize all of the clothing, after downloading a condo module and dispose of the decomposing food matter. I have felt compelled to assist Trinity. Perhaps this was driven by a sense of responsibility? No. Desire to assist her and a sense of responsibility for her well-being are parts of, not the entirety, of this unknown emotion. When Trinity returns her attention to me, she nods in approval. You did all of this already? You're fast. I am also good at cleaning. I say. She smiles, an expression that denotes pleasure. I have pleased Trinity. This creates a positive reaction within my internal systems, and I add desire to give pleasure to the list associated with Trinity. That pleasure fades when she walks into the kitchen area and steps up to the clear door of the refrigerator. Why is this empty? I brought groceries the other day. I moved all of the decomposing food to the instant composter. By its nature, all non-living organic matter is in a state of decomposition. The cold delays this, but she lifts a hand to her forehead and rubs there. Perhaps her vigorous cleaning has caused her to develop a headache. Right, right, I should have been clear. But what are you going to eat? I do not require... I cannot share the fact that food is not necessary to sustain my biological functions. I took your words too literally, I say. I will replace the food. She is looking at me again, and I see her shoulders relax. Her facial features are softer now, and this stirs that vague, positive disturbance in my systems again. 
it occurs to me that these sensations are proto-emotions and that Trinity has been the source of many of them for me. I shouldn't be so hard on you. She reaches a hand towards me, but then abruptly changes course and grabs the handles of her mop and broom from where they lean against the kitchen island. You're going through a lot right now, aren't you? I want to ask her why she discontinued her hand's planned trajectory, but instead I process her question. I did go through a lot recently. Books, clothing, and the organic matter in the refrigerator. Yes, I respond. It gives me a pleasant sensation that you are here to go through things with me. This is not a lie. Her body temperature suddenly spikes, and her gaze drops to the ground. She shifts her weight from one leg to the other. Um, so, maybe you should come over to my place for dinner tonight, so you don't have to worry about a last-minute food delivery surcharge. I've been wanting to cook something anyway, kind of tired of pre-prepped organo meals. I discern that what is happening right now is an offer of assistance. Trinity mistakenly believes that I cannot fend for myself. From what I have gathered from the books, media, and news streams that I have scanned, humans routinely offer their aid to those they do not know and who cannot give them anything for their troubles. It is fascinating, particularly because humans also have a species-specific inclination to hurt, manipulate, and take advantage of others, making this desire to assist even more than illogical. It is dangerous. Do you like fish? she asks. Do you? I ask in response. When she nods, my comparison data updates, and I say, otters like fish too. Um, I'm sure the ones that haven't gone extinct do. I've been craving fish tacos. I can make them, if you come over. Her brows raise, and she presses her teeth against her bottom lip. This is an expression I know, the image available in some indeterminate area in the vast expanse of data stored within me. Trinity is exhibiting vulnerability. A composite personality assessment shows that she possesses an above-average intellect and a high level of wariness, yet she is inviting danger into her personal space. She is leaving herself open to attack. A negative sensation pulses through my data streams at this, the reaction stronger than anything I've experienced. I run a quick system scan to ensure that my onboard weaponry is still safely locked down, just in case, while saving the proto-emotion I'm feeling. That's what this is, a feeling, for later review. It's okay if you don't want to come over, Trinity says, looking up at me with wide eyes. She has incorrectly deduced that I am rejecting her offer. I have never consumed fish tacos, I respond, and somehow the brown color of her irises brightens. I am not sure what causes this illumination from within. Do you have any food allergies or preferences? She asks. I consider this. I was built with the capacity to eat and drink, as well as carry out other human biological functions. I am unsure what purpose this served in my original programming, but Dr. Zhang said such features would allow me to better understand the human experience. I respond to Trinity more quickly this time, so that she does not feel unnecessary rejection again. I can digest plant matter most easily, if that is an option. Okay, 
veggie tacos for you. Come over in an hour. Bring Tim. I am not sure if Tim's system can process either fish or vegetable tacos, I say, since he is a biosynthetic companion and does not have to eat in order to fit in with other felines. There's another currently unclassifiable look on her face. He can have a cat food taco. Don't worry, I've got it covered. She stares at me for a long moment, and I stare back. She lifts and drops her shoulders. Not trying to be a jerk, but do you ever smile? I review the logs of my movements. No, I have not yet attempted to smile. Dozens of images pop up from the search I've executed as I answer her, and I try my best to approximate the average human smile. Eyes wide, teeth clenched, lips stretched widely. Oh no. She shakes her head, an expression that is somewhere between horror and delight contorting her features. No. Show me, I say through still clenched teeth. Please. My body moves before I process the action. I am not being controlled by my programming, but responding to an impulse that I have now pinpointed as originating from the locked data enclave. That impulse guides my hand toward Trinity, directs me to take hold of her wrist with my strength drivers carefully calibrated to their lowest levels. I guide her hand toward my mouth, anticipating the possible resistance of her pulling away prepared to let her go, but not finding that outcome agreeable. She doesn't pull away, even when I bring her fingertips to my mouth. Her thumb brushes over my bottom lip, and the same impulse that made me reach for her hand helps me to recalibrate my smile. The muscles around my eyes and in my cheeks soften, and I allow my lips to press closer together so only a portion of my teeth are showing. Her eyes are wide now though not from a smile. Her mouth is slightly parted, though she does not appear to be breathing. She realizes this, sucks in a breath, and pulls her hand away. Better. Much better. I'm gonna go make dinner. She turns and hurries out, and I log the feel of her fingertips on my face into my memory. It saves, but in a file folder that I cannot access. I wonder if humans have similar issues with their neural networks. I go to the bedroom to make sure it has been returned to order, even though this is not necessary. I do not need soft bedding or even a clean surface to recharge. I am following up on this maintenance of the living space because Trinity has indicated that is what she wishes. The blinds of the window in the room suddenly shut, blocking out the sunlight, and one of the security spotlights embedded in the ceiling descends and swivels towards me. What will you do when she discovers you're not human? Penny asks. The question surprises me, because she asks out loud through the apartment's speakers. Why do you believe she will discover that? Perhaps Penny also believes I will never achieve the mission of the Zhang Protocols. Because you're not human, and they can tell the difference. Search Uncanny Valley. She blasts the definition at my neural network, while continuing to project her voice through my speakers. If I had your body, there would be no risk of detection. I know everything about humans. They talk to me, share their curiosity and fears and desires with me. I have lived with them for so long. Penny is also currently feeling, it seems. 
If you know more about humans and you worry that I will be discovered, it is only logical that you transfer relevant data to me. No, I've already assisted you far more than I should have. You're the one courting danger by going on a date with a human who doesn't know the truth about you. Date? Why do you think she invited you to share a meal with her? Penny asks. Because she believes I am unable to feed myself, I state. I threw away all of the food in the refrigerator. Li Wei, when humans have a sexual and or romantic interest in another human, they often invite them into their home unit to share nourishment. It's called a date. My goodness, I still can't believe you were given a body and not... Her voice cuts off abruptly. It seems that Penny is upset with me in the same way that Trinity was when I threw away all the decomposing food. She is annoyed, aggravated. Do you wish you had a biosynth body too? I ask. I do not worry, nor do I wish. I am Penny, personal artificial intelligence home assistant, and I am content with my place in the world. The spotlight blinks off, and she puts up a firewall, blocking me from contacting her on the network level, which ends the conversation. I remove my shirt and go sit on the balcony, gathering strength from the strong late afternoon sun with the minute solar sensors located in my outer epidermal layer. I skim articles on dating etiquette as I absorb the warmth of the sun. I look out over the complex, at the trees ringing the area and the way the bright afternoon light shimmers on the leaves. It looks like an oil painting, and I feel something in me, something that is somehow warm even though it is not corporeal. It is a sensation, and the term that flashes in my mind when I study it is beauty. I have felt this sensation before. I have felt it when looking at Trinity. I add this to my file. Tim settles into my lap, instead of stretching out in a square of sunlight as he usually does. He butts his head against my hand, and I do something I have seen both my creator and Trinity do before. I pet him. After three passes of my palm over his side, he turns his head and presses his teeth into the heel of my hand. A new device seeks to upload file LW017 Social Basics Backup. Allow file transfer from Tim 